Hey guys, it's Patrick and Chad. Welcome to Sales Tax Game Day, brought to you by ZachCast. Uh, we're excited to get started. It's a little late this month because of the holiday. Uh, we are about, I don't know, a day behind. Is that right? A little further in the month. It's also the quarterly payment, so it should be a little fun to talk about. We have not looked at the data yet, so we're going to do that live uh, during ZachCast and, uh, and get it. So Chad, how you doing, man? I'm good, buddy. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. That was like the longest intro we've ever had because you know I did it and it made me a little nervous to get started. Yeah, you're more of a talker than me anyway. So, <laughs> are all right, you, you ready to see the top line number? I I am ready to see the top line number. What what do we got? Whoa 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 wait 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 wait. Let's can we can we can we, can we talk about where we were projection wise before we do that? Uh, sure. Let's see. Uh, Patrick, your projection was what? Minus 1.78. You'll have to remind me. I don't have it in front of me. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. Doug Martella, other Team Zach member, projected 0.82% growth. Uh, and then Allison did not submit. So the only other projection from us was mine at negative 0.525. So the, okay. Canadian, the Canadian was positive. If anybody doesn't know, Doug, I mean, our, Doug, our finance guy, is a Canadian. I think that Canadians tend to be pretty positive, don't they? Is that a stereotype? I think it's a stereotype, yeah. yeah. All right, here we go. Drum roll. Whoa. <laughs> what is the number? Oh, wow. Hold on. No, you got to... Is it positive or negative? Let's start there. Are you ready for this? Yes. 6.07% growth. Whoa. That's a crazy number. That means the winner of sales tax game day for November 2020, you know her and love her. Is it Brittany Huff? Huff? Oh, Huff, man, that's crazy. So, what was her projection? Congratulations, Brittany. Uh, she projected 0.555 percent growth. I just, so I just, can't we did not that. have, we did not have very many uh, people projecting positive <laughs> growth this month. Pretty much all our projections came in negative. I think, I don't know. Do you think it's because we show them what our projections are when they're making projections? Do you think that that uh, that was a little tilted there? It's definitely possible. That's why I was kind of wary about doing our projections like visibly on the on the site. Uh-huh. But it's also tough because this stuff is never a straight line trend, especially with sales tax. You can have several months of great growth and then all of a sudden a random decrease and vice versa. So especially given the environment that we're in, it's tough to get a really good sense on how things are going across the whole state, right? Um, it's, it's a little bit easier when you kind of isolate to a region or a particular city, but looking across the whole state, there's just so much diversity that you never know. It's a, it's a gutsy call by Brittany. You think about it. She sees our projections that are there, right? She comes out and she's like, it's going to be a strong five plus percent month when we've had some pretty negative months, right? I mean, we've, we've had some really flat months. Yeah. The last two months have been pretty rough. Yeah. Now, so she, she didn't project 5% growth. She projected 0.5% growth. Oh, but because okay. she was the only person who projected growth, she was the closest. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of doomsdayers out there in the state of Texas this month. Uh, but yeah, That's I mean, hey, understandable positive growth. So, fun thing we get to do now is let's dig in and see where that growth was. the The biggest one that pops out to me, just I mean, right away when I start looking at the data is the DFW, Metroplex, and Houston Woodlands. Uh, those two metropolitan areas saw significant increases. You, you saw a 7.43% increase in Dallas-Fort Worth. That's yeah, a 5.17% growth in Houston, which compared to last month of 7% down, 
Well, and considering the oil and you know, considering the oil and gas sector is taking a hit, Houston's got some dependencies there as well. Uh, so yeah, that's wild. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start with the CSAs. I'm just gonna dig into the Dallas Fort Worth area, open up that region since we already started talking about it, and uh, get an idea of exactly uh, where we were with each of those communities. So yeah, we got a lot of green in the DFW area. Some of the mid cities, and then actually the in the Dallas County area. Wow, I mean the Dallas side is. Yeah, it's like a if if you're looking at this picture, maybe we can like put a screenshot of this picture in the show notes, so people can kind of see this. But it looks like a it looks like almost a target, like a shooting target, with Dallas kind of being the center of that target. It's red, and then kind of everything around it and surrounding it uh, is green. So, you know, the Fort Worth side looked pretty healthy. I mean, it, it looks like the Fort Worth side was doing doing pretty well there. Okay, so hold your horses here. Okay, so Dallas showed a three percent, three point eight six percent decline. That's a drop of about a million dollars, but a negative $3 million audit adjustment. So if you take that out, they're actually positive in much million. better shape. Yeah. Yeah. They're positive by $2 million. Yeah, which is so. Almost probably about 7% growth if you take that audit adjustment out. So that's, that's not bad news. If the city of Dallas wants to call us, we will gladly tell them where those audit dollars came <laughs> from. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be some questions there on that one, but uh, there's some big audit adjustments here. You got Fort Worth with growth of 2%. $316,000 increase, but a negative half a million dollar audit adjustment. So that's three and a half million dollars of audit reductions in Dallas and Fort Worth. Grand Prairie with a $240,000 reduction based on audits. So just in the top 10 here in the DFW area, quite a bit of audit movement. Really feeling good about Grand Prairie, 8.9% up. Despite um, that adjustment. Despite that adjustment, even when you take that adjustment into account, they'd, they'd even be up even, what, another 3%. Same thing with Fort Worth. If you took that out, they would be up another three, three and a half percent as well. Um, so yeah, Arlington's I mean, up almost thirteen percent. You got Frisco up four percent, uh, Plano at six percent, McKinney at twelve percent. You got some pretty good numbers here in in the DFW area. Louisville with a huge number, sixteen percent. I mean, these are these are good numbers. Uh, here's here's a big one because they they have seen some significant declines over the past uh, two to three months. But the city of Roanoke was up fifty six percent, which wow. you know. You just got to think, you know, Roanoke has a lot of, you know, dining and things like that. So it seems like people were more willing to go out and get things done. Obviously, yeah, we're talking about November sales tax coming in November. So we are talking about September sales, right? Right. And yeah. compared to last year where there was no pandemic, yes. that's a big increase. So I'm curious to see what that would be composed of. But uh, Grapevine, I feel like Grapevine struggled the last couple of months too. They have. Yeah. 20%. Yeah. So, uh, grapevine. So what would happen? What would happen in September in grapevine? It's the largest. What festival in Texas? Come on. Goofy facts. I'm sorry. Oh, it's the, the wine fest. Yeah. Great. Great fest is in September. So, yeah. So now now you can truly see the impact of great fest in there. I mean, 20% decline in grapevine. Wow. Okay. So yeah, grapevine's been, they've been struggling since January. Yeah. That's the last time they had positive growth and it was basically flat. The last time they had really good positive growth was last November at 15%. So some of that some of that decrease is probably accounted for by the fact that last year was really good growth. Uh but still, that's a it's a tough one. Hey, I have good news Fair for Grape. I have good news for Grapevine now. Go for it. Dr. Fauci says things will be better by April. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so the Fauci has spoken. The Fauci has spoken. So let's keep going here. Ditton up 9%. Richardson, 
the colony, they had a big month last month too, but 81% growth. Yeah. I mean, you start looking at Hearst is still down. Um, you know, they were down 4%. Uh, that's a number of months that they've been down as well. Uh, Addison is still down 11%. Uh, just looking at kind of the, the negative numbers on there that have popped out. They've, they've been consistently negative here for a little while. There's some really big numbers here though. Uh, let's see. Little Terrell, Elm 20%. Yeah. Granberry 14%. Denison 21%. NS 31%. I mean, there's some really big numbers in here. You got to assume that's probably just some pent up. Um, Pent up demand from the last couple of months of declines. Can't I mean I can't imagine those numbers sustaining over the next few months. But and Hudson Oaks will take it. Twelve point four nine percent positive continues to grow at rapid rapid pace. Salina's up fifty six percent. Anna's up fifty seven percent. Yeah, I mean even some of the smaller cities, Mineral Wells, Melissa, Crowley, all seeing good growth. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, DFW. Let's move to Houston. We'll just continue our trend probably this month of going all over the state with no particular discernible purpose. No, no order whatsoever. Okay, so where are we? Houston is, as a whole, up 5.17%. That's growth of almost $6 million for the region. And how are we looking here? Houston, 2% growth. Yep. Big audit adjustment, though. They had a huge audit adjustment of $1.7 million. And they only had growth over the month of 1.2. So without that auto adjustment, Houston's actually still negative. Conroe, though, Conroe with a really strong number coming in at 35% up. Had a small audit adjustment, but even with that audit, audit adjustment, they were way up. Uh, Shitterland continues to be down uh, 7.58%. Big shopping destination uh, retail. Yeah. So yeah, Sugarland looks quite a bit like, like a grapevine down. Last time they were up was March. They've had uh, almost 9, 9. 22, 15%. They've had some, had a rough go of it the last couple of months. Yeah. League City, Rosenberg, both really strong, 27, 21% respectively. Yeah. We've seen that kind of growth from League City for a while now. Yeah. 43%. I mean, they've been above 25% since July. And if you drive down 45, like going towards Galveston, I mean, you can really see it in League City. You can see all the growth. You can see all the retail growth that they've got there. Uh, you know, there's quite a bit going on there. Sports complexes, things like that. And some of, most of that business is picked up as well. Once again, though, Galveston uh, in September, you know, saw another decline. And I think they're going to continue to see declines because they had to cancel most of their fall festivals as well. So Galveston's down 2.82%. Uh, Stafford, a sales tax dependent city, a city after my own heart, uh, 21% up. Tomball, 7% up. Katy. 18.45% up. Just FYI, the Katy Tigers lost their first district football game last week. It's for anybody who wants to know that. I think it was like the first district football loss since like 2005, somewhere around there. But important note, the last time we lost a district game, we also won the state championship in that same year. So I have the same hopes this year. Well, good for you. Yeah, I'm sure you were a big contributor to that. <laughs> I try I try my best to uh to just get in there on key plays and and be good for my team. So Let's see, Humble up 13%, Dickinson 6.3, Laporte 2.3, Missouri City 15.1. So yeah, I mean again some big numbers here in the Houston area. Yeah, even when you get outside the city, um you start looking at uh, Brenham. Brenham's up 8%. You know, Shenandoah uh, had a strong month as well at 8%. Uh, Fulcher, 11.9%. Fulcher's just been, uh, I mean, they, they've just been growing like a weed uh, from a sales tax standpoint. Been doing a fantastic job there. 
and uh, you know, Magnolia's up, you know, 58%. So a lot of these just really far out suburbs, you know, 30 to 45 minute drives from the downtown area easily are, are doing really, really well. Uh, and then you've got some interesting ones uh, like Waller. Uh, Waller's home to a big Bucky store. So it's kind of an interesting one. Uh, maybe showing some travel impacts there. Waller's down 17.24%. Uh, it's off 290 there as you leave as you leave Houston to go towards College Station or Brenham. You know what's really been interesting going through this last few months is just how much variety there is in these economies, even when they're like right next to each other. And you could have neighbors that have 20, 30% percentage point swings between them. I think it's really interesting because just from like a graduate school perspective, I think we're taught that, you know, sales tax is really elastic and it follows like this fairly standard curve of, of, of how it's impacted by, by economic downturns. And, and even in like, like 2008, 2009, and now that still is a very city by city process based on how uh, diversified their economy is and what type of businesses they have there. And this is a very different downturn than we've seen in other places. I mean, I don't even know technically if you could call it a downturn because most of your cities in the state are technically positive, right? But it's just been very interesting. You know, your cities that are heavily retail-based or, you know, heavily based on kind of your your economy that's driven by tourism or uh, or vacations or things like that, they're more impacted for sure. Um, but some of your cities that have like your basic needs, stores and groceries and furniture and things like that, they tend to be doing pretty well. So I, t- I just I just don't know if that typical grad school process that we look at really does a good job. Yeah, uh, I mean it, it it does if you think of sales tax as basically just standard retail shopping. Correct. But there's a lot more to it and a lot more components that can help you weather storms like these. How about we jump over to San Antonio? We're going in order right now, which is which is kind of yeah interesting. yeah it's it's kind of still like scatter shotting across the state, but we're we're actually going in order from. <laughs> size this time. <laughs> and about this time, I usually drop to the bottom of the list and just annoy the life out of Chad because then, you know, we're going to forget somebody or we're going to miss it. But yeah, San Antonio region overall, what we do overall in that region? 4.46% growth. Okay. So that's pretty good. San Antonio itself up 2%. New Braunfels uh, 11%. Shirts up 10.5%. Let's see. Live Oak 8.5%. Selma 20, almost 24%. Yeah. Big growth for Selma. Uh, Bernie uh, 13.82%. Seguin, 11 and a half. Yeah. Not until you get down to Windcrest do you see a decline in the San Antonio area, and that's about 10.3% decline. Um, looks like it's mostly an audit adjustment of about $100,000. So they actually would have seen some positive growth, uh, except for that. And then you got to get all the way to Lytle. Uh, I mean, you got to jump in. Yeah, you got to jump in under like 20 cities, no, 10 cities, before you get to Lytle, who had just a small decline of 0.38%. Um, and you start to get into those little areas. Alamo Heights uh, saw some growth. Hey, is that our first month of growth for Alamo Heights? Let's see. Why he's looking at that. Hondo saw a big increase. No, of no, no. Alamo Heights hasn't had a decline since June. Oh, okay. I thought it was. Yeah, so. Okay. I think it was, it was about Coney's Heights. It was about Coney's Heights. Yeah, I think so. That's the one we've seen some. Yeah, about Coney's Heights has struggled. But they had some growth, 4.1% this month. Yeah, not bad. Hill Country Village, 19%. So, I mean, San Antonio region had some pretty good growth. Looks pretty good. Looks pretty good. Yeah. I, I don't know if they're the winner of the best, best region. We'll have, to, we'll have to keep looking. So, jump into McAllen area. Yeah, this is a pretty good one. 13.5% growth. 
true South Texas, right? Yes, not like the Houston South Texas. Also South Texas. But uh, McAllen was up 9.53%. Edinburgh uh, was up 16.97%. Far, 21%. Mission, uh, 13 Westlaco, 14 You got to go all the way to Mercedes to see your first city that was down. Uh, big border crossing city, 3.46% down. So all in all, McAllen, Edinburgh, in pretty good shape. Uh, Corpus Christi, Kingsville, Alice. So this is actually some pretty good news for Corpus Christi who's been down the last couple of months. They had about a 4.2% growth in November. Last time they had growth was back in August. So uh, that's that's a good sign. But let's see, you got Portland and Kingsville, all with some growth. Alice down about 12.3%. Uh, but Port Aransas, Rockport, with some growth as well. Ingleside down 49%. Wow. Whenever you that. see numbers like that, man, sometimes it's just there was a random payment from the previous year that's... that... Uh, that causes that decline, and it's not necessarily a real drop. So November, it looks for Ingleside. It does look like a real drop. It does look like a real drop. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder if they have maybe like a major manufacturer or something like that there that shut down for a little while. I don't know. So Centen was up thirty eight point two six percent. Mathis was up fourteen percent, uh, and big growth on small numbers. Bishop Texas was up one hundred percent. For a total of sixty-four thousand dollar payment this month. Yeah, Odom up big, Gregory up big. Yeah, these these smaller collectors had some pretty substantial growth. Yeah. Gregory up seventy-six percent, uh, San Diego up twenty-one, Orange Grove up forty-nine. So, El Paso, Las Cruces. This is the first time we've gone to El Paso this early ever. Yeah, usually, I think. usually El Paso gets left to the end. I'm not sure why. It's that other time zone thing, just <laughs> so far over there. So far over there. We're just curious if they're part of another state. Uh, but yeah, El Paso is, uh, is up that, that region yeah, is up nine, as well. Nine, 9% for the region. Uh, El Paso proper up 4.1%. Uh, I'm sorry. That's the uh, moving average. 8.4% for the month. Mm -hmm. They did have a pretty good size audit adjustment, but still, still growth. Horizon city. Now granted El Paso is the only place in Texas right now that's on like full COVID lockdown. Kind so, of right. They're fighting of, it yeah. or they're fighting over what, what it actually means what the rules no, are th actually going to be. Uh, I think so, but they're, you know, they've got a curfew and the hospitals are overwhelmed and, you know, it's, it's all over the news right now in November. Right. But in September, uh, when, when these sales were made, it looks like all these cities were doing pretty healthy. I mean, horizon city up 30%, Socorro 20, almost 25, Anthony at 15, almost 16. And the only, the only major loser, in that region for a city that actually brings in quite a bit of sales tax money. Uh, well, it's not even that much, but uh, Vinton, Texas was down 44%, but they only bring in about, you know, 30 to 50 a month. Not, not a ton, but you know, El Paso obviously is the bellwether there. They kind of carry the region and they had a positive month. So, and what has El Paso done historically over the last couple of months? They've, they've pretty much been one of our strongest regions as we've, yeah. Going month really, the only time so they've had growth except for the two months of lockdown, the May and June months, which was uh, March and April sales. Yeah, they've had some pretty good, or at least pretty stable growth since then. We'll see how that plays out two months from now. So, moving on, Oof. Are the we next largest Midland Odessa actually fared better than they have. You um, say that, like, but still talk about how far down they are. Right, oh, you know what? Actually, Midland Odessa was up. They were down seventeen and a half percent last month. 
yeah. 26% down this month. So it actually did kind of drop back down to those, those previous levels. And when you go city by city, you're talking about Midland. Midland's down 22%. Odessa's down 29 which last month we were like, oh, maybe we're starting to see the bottom. And they actually jumped almost another 10% down from where they were last month, right? Uh, so Odessa actually last month was 34% down. Oh, hey. So 29.5% down. So Okay. But yeah, they've... Stanton, Texas down 56%. Just huge, huge losses. Continue in that region. If you were to buy things at a store that was in stock in like Midland or Odessa and have them shipped to your store... The Midland Odessa stores would get the credit for it, correct? That's correct. Yeah. As long as that store had more than three transactions a year inside their store, right? Yeah. Which at, yeah. at like a Walmart or Home Depot, right. they would. Yeah. So if you're shopping online and your store doesn't have it, see if they can ship it from Midland or, 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 Midland or Odessa to yeah, your they store. Could, they could use your help and your tax dollars. Okay. So. Amarillo. Up 13%. by morning. Uh, Last month. You're not cutting out my singing, by the way. You got to leave that there. As long as you just keep it to a minimum, we'll be good. (laughs) (laughs) I don't sing on this podcast for a reason. (laughs) I think the same should apply to you. So last month, uh, Amarillo, that area was basically flat. This month, 13% growth. And when we look at- That's heavily dominated by Amarillo itself, uh, which did see almost 13% growth this month. Borger at 9.4, Pampa almost 8%, Canyon uh, almost 30%. Yep. Yeah, once, well, once Once you get get past past Canyon, those numbers are pretty small. So you're going to have wild swings, but But the top four also pretty good growth. That is obviously a list for best region candidate right there. It's very strong. I think it's in the running. Yeah, Amarillo is very strong. And uh, our friends at Borger doing really well as well. So. So Lubbock, Plainview, Level Land up 6%. Last month only up 1.7%. So that's, that's good. Mm-hmm. Just like the Amarillo region, this one's heavily dominated by Lubbock, which was up uh, 6.3%. Plainview up 15 Level Land took a little bit of a hit, 1.3%. Wolfer- and then Wolfer almost up 24%. Yeah, I mean, solid month for that area as well. I mean, I would say... Yeah, I mean, Lub- really, except for Level Land... Except for level land, you have to get all the way down to sundown before you see uh, the next drop. So yeah, pretty good out there in the Lubbock area. So Brownsville, Harlingen, Raymondville, wow, twenty percent growth in the region, and which is good. Last month they were down six tenths, six tenths of a percent. So a bounce back month. Brownsville coming in strong, twenty five percent growth. Uh, there's probably about. Uh, probably four or five percent of that is audit related, but still a twenty percent growth month for them, no matter which way you cut it. Harlingen was up sixteen percent. San Benito was up sixteen. South Padre Island was up thirty. Wow! Yeah, I think that this is going to be definitely in the running for yes. star of the month. So South Padre Island, where have we been historically? Just digging into that one, obviously, because they've been down, right? Yeah, they were down last month five point one percent. They were down the month before thirty three percent. So their summer season, they took a big hit and then had a big bounce back in when people, I guess, returned to the island on, in September. Yeah. So they had the July and August, which would have been May and June. So right after all the shutdowns, they had some pretty good growth. But last month and the month before hit pretty hard. So good to see them back up in the yeah. plus side. Lafaria is up 18%. So Fresno is up 6 Raymondville up 15 and a half. It's really not until you get to Rio Hondo. but 
at twenty five thousand bucks a month is a yeah is a pretty small percentage of of this region. So a thousand dollars swing say, was five percent. So I mean, it's just there's just not much not much there from a money standpoint. But I think definitely the Brownsville Harlingen has to be in the running. I kind of feel you ever watch the Great British Baking Show? I do. Yeah, my kids love it. So at the end, where they're talking about who's going to be star baker? Yes. Yeah. Well, I think he's definitely in the running. That's kind of <laughs> how I feel about this. Okay. Nobody's, uh, nobody's going to get that though if they don't watch the British Baking Show, which this is the perfect it's a really time good of year. Show. To, it's a perfect time of year to watch it because it's going like all holiday stuff right now, right? So, uh, so actually, right now they're I think in week eight of the the new season on Netflix. Okay. Uh, and it was like the quarantine season, so they all had to instead of like going home during the week, they all had to stay on on property. But it's it's really interesting because on that show, unlike all of the Con, like competition shows in America, they they actually will help each other and kind of root for each other. I don't know if it's just because it's baking, or because they're British or what, but it's it's just a different vibe on that show than what you're normally used to with those kinds of competitions. So you like the show because they're kind to one another. I like the show because I've learned a lot of new words for food that the British people use, like pasties. Okay. And like, you know, they call cookies biscuits and things like that. So it's just interesting. And they make food that is way different from things that we eat here. So like all the savory uh, baked they're goods not, that they make. And, they tend not to be sweet, right? Like their baked goods tend to be more savory, not sweet. I mean, they make plenty of sweet sweets on the show, but they do a lot more savory stuff than we do. Like basically a chicken pot pie is the closest we get to the kind of stuff <laughs> that they make. So and that's... Before we move on, quick question. What is your favorite uh, baked dessert? My favorite baked dessert? Yes. I don't know. Probably, probably pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I, I'd probably go with, uh, I probably have two. Mine's apple pie, like a Dutch apple pie. Like really intense apples with a lot of like crust and filling for me. Big, thick apple pie. Uh, and then also, uh, man, a really good tres leches. I'm a big tres leches guy. Yeah, so, I've I've seen you <laughs> take take care of a couple tres leches before. <laughs> so the, the for me the with the pies I don't I like apple pies but I don't like all the excess crust on the apple pies so that's why I like the pumpkin because it's just the thin layer at the bottom mm-hmm. and the majority of what you get is the actual filling. But anyway, this is totally so apropos my, of nothing. My family does not eat quiche, but they'll eat apple or they'll I'm sorry they don't. My family doesn't eat quiche. But they will eat egg pie. Wrap that one around your mind there. Egg pie? Yeah, it's just it's a psychological thing with my family, my kids. So on the on the British Baking Show recently, one of the most recent episodes, somebody made a, a, a what do they call it, like an English breakfast quiche. Uh-huh. So it was a quiche that has scrambled eggs in it. It was super weird. I don't remember if it went over very well. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on here. <laughs> so digressed. Tyler we got Jackson. two more. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Seven uh, percent growth in a Tyler Jacksonville area, um, and when we dig into the data even more, uh, ty- I mean, really positive growth all the way around that that region. Six point seven percent for Tyler, nine percent for Jacksonville, eighteen percent for Lindale, eighteen uh, percent for White House, and twenty percent for Rusk, and fourteen percent for Bullard. Don't get a negative number till we get to Troop, Texas, which was thirty two percent down. Uh, they had a loss of twenty thousand uh, on a net payment of uh, forty three thousand. So you know, really, just pretty pretty healthy in that region. Besides Troop, uh, but the larger cities for sure, specifically Tyler, had a really good month. 
Yeah. So uh, Victoria, Port Lavaca as a region up 1.23%. That's uh, it's going to be mostly Victoria at, with 2.4% growth. Um, actually, their audit adjustment accounts for almost all of it. Uh, so without that, you've got Port Lavaca down 8.5%, which is mostly audit related. Goliad down 1%. And then Sea uh, Drift and Port Comfort, those are the two that have growth at 26 and 6% respectively. And then drop down to your favorite. You want to go ahead and talk about Kerrville, Fredericksville? I'm not going to say it this month. I'm not going to talk about all the Airbnbs in Fredericksburg, but the numbers speak for themselves. I mean, this region has been one of the healthiest regions in the state. It's up by 23%, almost 20, it's 23.5%. And when you dig into the numbers, I mean, just Kerrville is up 24%. Fredericksburg is up 21%. And this is on top of an already probably huge September that they had the year previous. And Ingram, that's in that area as well, smaller numbers, but Ingram was up 13%. So when you dig into Fredericksburg's numbers, they had a down month in September of 4%. They had like four straight down months from March through June. And then they've been fairly positive sense. I mean, in, in their positivity numbers, I mean, a 21% growth number is enormous in November compared to they had growth last year of almost 3%. So not coming off a negative time period in the same period last year, continuing to see growth. And everywhere you read, it's like the staycation capital of Texas. So looks like they've done a very good job of weathering the storm uh, in Fredericksburg, Kerrville area. You jump into some MSAs. Yeah, we've exhausted the CSAs, so let's jump down to the MSAs because unfortunately that does leave us with some pretty large population areas that uh, we haven't gotten to yet. So Austin Round Rock, 7% growth, uh, which is pretty solid. What were they last month? DFW beat the Austin area. Winner by just like a little bit. Yeah, eight tenths of a percent. Eight tenths of a percent. All right, so let's jump into Austin Round Rock, Georgetown. Austin. Oh, they're down. Basically flat. Yeah, three quarters of a percent, but uh, about half of actually. Yeah, you take out the audit adjust. You take out the audit adjustment for Austin, and they're down and of, about a percent. I mean, yeah, clearly no, we've seen them down. Except for August, we've seen Austin down since May. Yep. So kind of continuing that trend. Round Rock down ten and a half percent. San Marcos up thirty-seven so that, percent. So that's a big number them. for for Round Rock because they have actually. They've been up and down, but it's been right around that baseline of zero yep. for the past several months. Um, you have to go back to March, which is before all this stuff started to have uh, a month that is as rough as this month, but 10.5% down for Round Rock. What'd you say about San Marcos? 37%? <laughs> 37% in San Marcos. Man, just l looking at those numbers is just outrageous. Twenty. Okay, so this is since May. Yep. 23, 51, 63, 53. 50, 21, and 37% growth. Wow. Just incredible growth. I mean, really un unreal what's happening in San Marcos. Georgetown, I mean, also seeing huge growth. 32% in Georgetown. Let's not forget about our friends there. Same thing since July. 11%, 22 in August, 10 in September, 17 in October, and then 32 now. Once you get past Round Rock being negative, which is second on our list in size, you do not have a negative city until you get down to like Valente. Valente. <laughs> I mean, which makes sense given given the you know travel issues over the past few months. This but would yeah, be I mean, a Star Baker area, except for Austin. Austin weighed them down. 
I think, yeah, Austin and Round Rock definitely have. But you got some big numbers here. So Georgetown's 33, Cedar Park's at 10, Pflugerville's at 22, which is, they've been gangbusters. Kyle's at 20. And I feel like Kyle, no, they've, <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah, they've had some, yeah. they've had some they've rough had go. Some good numbers. Yeah. Good numbers. And let's see. Yeah, I saw 13, uh, yeah, 13 in May, seven in June, 14, 24, four, 11, and then 19. So yeah, Kyle's, Kyle's been plenty healthy. But BK's up almost 12. Leander's up almost 50. Represent. Your hometown. Uh, Buda, 25. Yep. Bastrop. So I would say definitely, if not for Austin being such a big part of this and still struggling, and then Round Rock as well, that uh, the Austin area would otherwise be in contention for Star of the Month. But to be the Star Baker of the I, Month, you... Are we going to start calling it the Star Baker? <laughs> <laughs> At least for this podcast. Uh, to be the star baker, it's a team. It's a team thing. It's and a team effort. The team here just didn't perform as a as holistically as they needed to. So sorry, guys. You don't get my vote. It's a no for me. It's a no for you. <laughs> You're not going to go to to Hollywood. Yes. So our next region we need to look at is Colleen Temple. So Colleen Temple area is up seventeen point four percent. That's strong. That's a that's a good. Strong number. number, yeah. So, wow, Colleen. <laughs> Nineteen percent for Colleen, almost fifteen for Temple, twenty for Harker Heights, fifteen for Belton, twenty for Coppers Cove. This is pretty good numbers too. Consistently yeah. all the way up till Troy at eleven and a half percent down. It's only a but that's only on lot. yeah, it's only on uh, fifty-two thousand dollars in revenue. So strong showing there in Central Texas. Uh, Waco six point seven percent growth, strong compared to last uh, last year. And leading the way with about 4.3% growth is Waco. They did have a sizable audit adjustment that probably takes up about uh, half of that. Oh, not quite, but maybe 35, 40% of that growth number. But Waco is starting to show, so this is the second month of positive growth in a row. They, they did have kind of a month in the middle there. Uh, so they started going negative in April of last year. They had one positive month in August, and then they've now had two in a row, October, November. Uh, October was, was minimal, but it was positive. So it, it seems like we're kind of moving back towards the positive, uh, with, with Waco. And I don't really worry about Waco post COVID. They've got a lot of great things going on in Waco. So I think they're going to, they're going to have a pretty big bounce once people get back to traveling. They do have some, some good stuff going on there. As Chad is wearing a Baylor bear shirt on our podcast today, just to point that out. For I everybody. Am. It's actually a pretty cool Baylor bear shirt as an Aggie. Sure, I can like say a that. Vintage. It's got that vintage bear on it. It's it's not too bad. But I came representing Zach Tax and the brand today, even though we don't show video on the podcast. So. Yeah, I, I couldn't find my shirt, so I put this one on. It was green, so I figured it would kind of match. Uh, so anyway, let's see. Robinson up 21%. McGregor up 64%. Lacey Lakeview up 16%. Really, it's not until Lorena at 30% drop on $51,000 of revenue that uh, you, you get some declines there. So overall, pretty solid. That Central Texas corridor, 35 corridor, outside of Austin and Round Rock, looking pretty good. Overall, I, I liked the dish. I thought it was very good, but I'm not sure they're my star baker. <laughs> it was a little <laughs> bit stodgy. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, we can go to Abilene, and then uh, we'll jump over to your homeland your favorite, Fightin' Aggie, whatever. Fight Texas Aggie class of 2006. Whoop! If that makes it on the podcast, I'll be so excited. Which, by the way, can we preview just a little bit that your that your brother Cody is going to be on a future podcast? 
which means you're going to have to listen to he and I talk all Aggie all the time. Yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk to him and then I'm going to let y'all just do whatever you want. And we'll do one of those disclaimers like after this part in the episode, you can ignore it because it's just mindless <laughs> Aggie drivel. <laughs> Thanks, Chad. Really, really appreciate that. So uh, going so, to Abilene, Abilene had a great healthy month, up 6.58%, a little bit of audit adjustment, but not much. Uh, Clyde America, as people in Clyde like to call it, goes up 16.74%. I say that every month, right? Clyde America? Yes, you do. Yeah, there you go. Merkel, Texas. I got I to gotta have a shout out for Merkel. Merkel was down 9%, but uh, that is the home of Sterling Naren, Hudson Oaks' new city manager. There you go. There you go. Uh, let's see. College Station and Brian. How'd they end up? The homeland was down. Oh, down 4%. Yep. College Station flat, though. That's exciting news. Uh, College Station point- flat, with, but with an audit adjustment of 130000 So that number yeah. would have been, been worse. So uh, Brian down 6%. Caldwell down 30%. This is so, all... Yeah. I mean... BCS took a hit this month. They did, for sure. But, I mean, how much of the student population is back on campus? No football? No college football? Or very little college football. I think it's like twenty percent in the stadium right now. You know, that's all going to have impacts for sure. So I think we're we're seeing it. Hearn was up just a little bit at three point seven nine percent, but other than that, the region performed fairly poorly. All right, some quick hitters. Tyler area up seven point four percent. The city of Tyler itself uh, six point eight. Lindale up eighteen. White House eighteen, and Bullard up fourteen. We talked about them already. Did you? Yeah, they were in the MSAs or the CSAs. Oh, well, double dipping. Our next one would be... You don't um, double dip. You take the dip yeah, and you eat oh. it. <laughs> and you get another chip. <laughs> and you get another chip. Uh, Laredo, Texas uh, area was up 15%. When you dig into the Laredo area, it's just Laredo no. and Leo, Rio Bravo. No, Laredo was up 7%. I said Laredo That was Sherman Denison. Oh. Sherman Denison up 15%. And then Wichita Falls up eight. We haven't gotten to San Angelo, so let's jump to San Angelo. Uh, 4.5% for the city of San Angelo. That's going to be the bulk of that that region. So two months in a row of positive growth. Any others that stand out to you here? Nacogdoches up 23%. Huntsville was up 6.6%. Oh, real quick. Let's hit those other two areas out in uh, West Texas. Pecos down 50%. Andrews down 30%. So those are the regions. Let's look at the actual... Pecos cities themselves. Yeah, Pecos was down fifty point. Pecos is down fifty, and Andrews proper down thirty percent. So, yeah, man, those those West Texas towns are just having a rough go of it right now. What's your take on this month? What is my take on this month? Oh man, I'm glad to see a bounce back. Uh, Some of these numbers are really large, though. I would not expect this to continue at this rate next month. Hopefully, though, it's a sign that maybe this holiday season won't be quite so you know subpar. Um, last two months we've seen declines, and you know one month isn't a trend. Two months isn't necessarily a trend, as we can tell, because this month we had a big bounce back. But it's at least it's at least good to see a big month after the last mm-hmm. two. You know, to see kind of some kind of elasticity and and see a bounce back, kind of give you hope that it's that we were not on a somewhat permanent. Downward trend. So it's nice to see growth again. There's a lot of good growth across the state, um, and even the bigger cities where they had declines, they were smaller than what we have seen in previous months. So, like Dallas would have been positive if not for the uh, 
audit adjustment, and they would have been very positive, seven or eight percent, which is which is good for Dallas. Houston saw growth. That's the first time in, in a while. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to see those big cities also kind of rebounding. What do you think? Yeah, I think we we saw better months uh, specifically in the urban cities than we have. You know, I I don't think it's a trend. There are some numbers here that concern me. Some of these big bounces really are concerning to me because it just doesn't look like standard stable growth. It it looks like there's ebbs and, and flows or really swings in consumer behavior that is taking place. And that makes me nervous. It's just kind of like market volatility always makes me nervous. Overall, though, I mean, I, I'm more positive on this month. I think, you know, obviously we, we saw some some good news out of the metropolitan areas. Uh, still real worried about West Texas. Uh, still worried about, you know, drilling locations and, and the oil industry. That's having an impact. There's no doubt. We're going to get towards the end of the year and we'll see what the impact is there. So, uh, I wouldn't open the checkbook yet, but also just like we said in the beginning, I wouldn't have closed the checkbook to begin with in most of the communities that we're talking about, right? So now West Texas is a totally different story, but where we're at now, I, I think, you know, hopefully we start to see a trend. I mean, that's that's what I would like to see. Yeah. Just take these gains, bank them, and then we'll just wait <laughs> wait for next month. It's kind of <laughs> how it I, goes I, with sell tax sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, my my projection, if I was to make one, is that we're going to start to see we're going to see a little bit more market volatility. We may be positive at the end of the day. It's like a good blackjack player, right? You're going to have good nights and bad nights. And uh, you just kind of have to take it as a whole and on the average. And I think that's what we're going to see in sales tax over the next couple of months as we move through the holidays. Nobody really knows what Thanksgiving is going to look like. Nobody really knows what Christmas is going to look like. Um, but the good news is the Fauci says by April, we should be in better shape. So we'll see if that's the case. And hopefully we'll get there. But your Star Baker Award, who are you going with? I'm going to put my vote in for Brownsville, Harlinch, and Ravenville. There's some big numbers here. They've had a rough go of it, especially South Padre Island to see 33%, 30% growth uh, with some of those down months. But you also saw in that area just solid gains. I mean, the first decline is Rio Hondo at $25,000, know, $1,400 decline on $25,000 in revenue. Everything else is almost double digits. So that's got my vote. I'm going to have to disagree with you on there on this one. I believe there's a sleeper and I believe the sleeper is Colleen Temple. I think Colleen Temple came in, sowed some strong numbers. I think the region has done strong. I think they've got a good little regional economy there that's worked out really well for them. And so they would be my star baker. But if we're looking at pure numbers, Brownsville Harlingen at 20.85% and just the overall performance probably is the winner. Yeah. So Brownsville Harlingen is 1.4 million in growth at 21% versus 1.1 million in growth at 17%. So I think I think the Colleen Temple area made a good go of it, but I'm sticking with my with my pick. So congratulations to Brownsville Harlingen for your Starbaker Award for this month. Also, congratulations to Brittany Huff on her the the first ever sales tax game day winner. Um, as we move forward. You know, keep doing this. We're going to open up some uh, additional games, not just the guess the whole statewide city sales collections, but uh, we'll have a lot of different games for y'all to play and just kind of work on your projection skills. And if you win, sometimes you'll have the opportunity to get some swag or something else, or at least at least the pride of having competed and won. There are no participation trophies on Sales Tax Game Day, but we just we do want to have fun with it. We don't believe in the fun, fair, positive side of sports. Is that what you're telling me? You're either first or your last, Ricky Bobby? First or your last. There we go. Well, hey, guys, thanks for joining us on Sales Tax Game Day for the month of November 2020. 
uh, we appreciate your time and spending it with us. And if you got any questions, as always, you can reach out to me or Chad through our social media channels or just directly through Chad or Patrick at ZachTax.com. So uh, we'll see you later on our next podcast. Bye, Chad. See ya.